0: We talk about the difference in when you have all your options open to you, what do you do? Mm, And then when you can't do the thing that you want to do anymore, stepping out of your comfort zone, I physically made them do that, right? And then from there, I explained to them, hey, like, I'm no longer gonna take your comfort zone away. I'm not gonna take away the thing that you wanna do. I challenge you to do that for the rest of the day.
1: Hello, Team Builder, and thanks for dropping into the On Team Building podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cavert. Here at On Team Building, we find out about favorite tools, books, program ideas, lessons learned, and solid advice from team builders all over the world. Team builders everywhere have something to share with us. Let's go find out what it is. In today's episode, we'll be talking to Dixie Reed. Dixie's been team building for just about five years now this month, and she started out as a static high course operator, and the organization that she worked with eventually invited her to become a a team building facilitator. And her onboarding process was a smooth transition of observation and then she was invited to start to team build activities that she felt comfortable running. So slowly but surely over about a six month period of time, she was able to lead her own groups and she's been doing that ever since. She's been working with corporate adults, uh, youth, programs, and still runs high course operations with her organization. So let's jump in and see what Dixie has to teach us. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Dixie Reed on the podcast. Hi, Dixie. How are we doing today?
0: Oh, pretty good.
1: Excellent. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's, let's jump right in because I know we have a lot of good questions to go through. So tell me, uh, tell us, actually tell us right now what your favorite team building prop is, and you know, and why why it's your favorite at this point in time?
0: Oh well, probably my favorite my favorite prop would have to be a very noisy uh, dog chew toy um, pig. Oh, a pig! Okay. Yeah, all a right, pig. cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty kind fascinating. of an oinker pig. Yeah, do I know what those are. And yes. the cool thing is, you know, whenever you bring it out to the group, you can't let them know that it squeaks, right? So you got to be very careful not to give it to them and not to play with it too much, because nice, you nice. know, in a lot of activities that you do, that's One of the hidden things is, you know, if they accidentally make it squeak, and then, for example, you know, in activities where they're supposed to be hiding it.
1: Oh, okay. And they take it, it, and it
0: it squeaks, and I immediately know where it is, and the entire group starts giggling, and it's a really fun kind of addition.
1: Got it. Fun. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen these before. Yeah, I have a good friend that does one of those activities of tossing the pig around, and being able to catch it without making a sound. Oh, okay. So the idea is to see how you manipulate that object in a way that prevents noise. Yeah, it's fun. That's fun. Absolutely. And, I, and I've seen those recently. Yeah, yeah, cool. I've got to get one. I don't have a squeaking pig yet. I have a squeaking... Fr- I have a, a frog
0: that okay. makes noise. Okay,
1: I think all of us have to have some kind of prop that makes noise. Oh, right? Yeah. Necessi- cool, necessity, cool, cool. right? All right. now we know you work with kids and adults. Do you use the pig with...
0: Both? I use both, both, groups? yes, okay. absolutely, All right. All and right. the buy-in is just as high, you know. Either or, okay, they're yeah. fun. It's fun. All yeah, right. absolutely. cool.
1: All right, thanks so much. That's awesome. Yeah, Pig, Squeaky Pig. All right, that's on my list. Um, what is one of your go-to tools? For processing I know it's processing tends to be a series of questions or mm-hmm. asking questions about something and then some of us now or maybe a lot of us now use props mm-hmm. so do you have a favorite prop or do you have more of a favorite question what what is a tool you like
0: um really what I do one of the biggest things is I like to set the group up well in the front loading okay. kind of the first okay. activity and remind them that we are here to sit and to process and to think we're also here to have fun and have a good time and you know maybe play a game of tag, but yeah. then also yeah. for a reason with a point, right? So what I usually like to do is the first activity of the day, it's you know just a quick game of tag. Um, but the idea is in a two round version of tag, where in the first round they have all their options open to them. And in the second round, I do it in such a way where I take one of those options away. And we talk about the difference in when you have all your options open to you, what do you do? Mm, And then when you can't do the thing that you want to do anymore, stepping out of your comfort zone, I physically made them do that, right? And then from there, I explained to them, hey, like, I'm no longer going to take your comfort zone away. I'm not going to take away the thing that you want to do. I challenge you to do that for the rest of the day Hmm. Um, and set them up really well and give them maybe 30 seconds. Hey, take this time. Take just a second. Um, Think of a personal challenge for yourself for the day. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, the most giant aggressive challenge ever. Maybe it's just getting to the top of that ladder, or maybe it's if you're the soft-spoken person in the group, maybe sharing an idea, right? Um, just think of a personal challenge for yourself and give me a thumbs up, you know, when you got that. And then I actually leave it at that and I don't bring it up again until the end of the day debrief when we're debriefing the entire day or the entire program, right? Hey, do y'all remember this morning? I gave you a challenge to challenge yourself. Uh, Does anybody want to share that? Right. And then that's kind of the whole circle of it. And I always hit on that when we debrief any activity. Hey, crew, that challenge didn't, you know, was this the moment when you got to do that? And I I don't ask them to answer it at that time. But just continually thinking about it. Right. Just planting that seed is probably one of my biggest and most helpful processing tools is just the entire just setting it up as the day.
1: Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the tool is the challenge. Yes, You challenge absolutely. them with that tool. That's cool. Can you think of any... Do any of the challenges that people have done in the past come to mind? Like, do you remember any of them that they said, I challenged myself to do this? Like what would you be get any well, you examples? Know, of
0: course, when we're running a program where it's lows in the morning and then you go up, you know, on a course in the afternoon, the biggest thing that I hear is I, you know, I didn't think that I wanted to do it at all, but I challenged myself to like maybe just get through three, three elements or three activities Okay. and you know, it just sets them up to at least give it a shot, and then nine times out of ten they go a lot further than they they would have, yeah 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 cool, absolutely,
1: yeah, I'd like so the idea of planting that seed of mm-hmm. how and and I'm guessing maybe some people don't know they don't know right away what their challenge might be do you exactly. do, do yeah. you, do you let them off. give them that space right absolutely. where okay maybe you don't know yet but maybe something will come up where you're going to say to yourself okay this is my challenge so yeah. it doesn't have to be right in the beginning but recognize what a challenge might yes, be and absolutely. then go okay cool I like that so yeah. that that what we call in education that anticipatory set there's going to be we're going to challenge you mm-hmm. to find a challenge that's gonna challenge yourself so you're giving them a challenge to find the challenge yes oh, that's cool so that becomes the processing tool to talk about mm-hmm. nice that yep. front loading very cool thank yeah, you That was that was then, great that makes sense
0: yeah absolutely the really neat thing I heard Kind of the coolest debrief that I ever heard was no more than five minutes. Okay. And um, it was from this wonderful woman um, who shall not be named, uh, <laughs> you know, just in Her case you Her Name she is Who it. Shall Not Be Named. <laughs> yep, yes, exactly. Okay. Um, she, she goes, Hey, raise your hand if you feel like you challenged yourself today. And you know, most people will raise their hand. And she goes, Okay. Now raise your hand if you smiled and giggled today and had fun. And people raise their hand and she goes, I asked you those two questions next to each other very much on purpose. And everybody kind of looks around, all right. And she goes, um, if you feel like you challenged yourself, you probably did, which means that you stepped out of your comfort zone, right? And if you were smiling and giggling throughout the day, it means that you probably didn't really go into that red danger zone that you know we try to avoid, which means that you spent the day in your growth zone you literally grew as a person today you know and it doesn't even have to be a big way it could be just you know a small little way but we hung out and played tag and went up in a tree and you grew as an individual or as a team today and you know that one that one really stuck with me yeah that's neat yeah that's very cool and it took five minutes
1: yeah and confirming that they did something where yes. they don't even necessarily have to voice it or quote-unquote publish it yeah she determined by some behaviors and by volunteering that they did these things that mm-hmm. they, they got something out of it. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, That's a nice that I one. I think, um, you know, you and I being in this, this conference this last couple of days, uh, there was a workshop I was in around processing. And, and there was a question about how do we process with the young ones? Mm-hmm. They, they don't seem to pay attention or they don't seem to... You know get anything out of that part of it and just what you said maybe it's our job to point out that yeah there, there was something you got maybe you can't verbalize or you don't want to but just by pointing it out and saying yes. by doing this you are learning and growing yes and then that that plants the seed of oh yeah maybe I did and it could spark that question of Does anybody want to share how they think they learned and grew today you yeah. know maybe that could go there and if somebody could answer but keeping it short like you said mm-hmm. with the younger ones in my experience seems to be a little bit more engaging yes. you know they'll share a word or they'll raise their hand and they'll participate mm-hmm. in that way and that's still processing the experience
0: yes absolutely you know with older groups or even if you can with the smaller kiddos um, from there, you can generate conversation, just like you said, okay, does anybody want to share, you know, how they challenge themselves today? Yeah. Um, and you already have that buy-in because they're realizing that they did something today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at that point, it's a lot easier to start that conversation. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I mean by I start the day yeah. with a processing tool, yeah. right, and just carry it throughout.
1: Yeah. yeah, I've been working on this idea, and I'm sure it's not a new idea, but through processing, that's what I term it. Mm -hmm. So, term it, that's what I call that idea, but I'm guessing it's in some book and I'll uncover a source of some sort. But how you start something and you create that challenge, but then throughout the program you're saying, hey, was anybody in this last activity, was this your challenge? Mm -hmm. You don't have to share it now, but think about it. Think back, was that your challenge? So you're using that same thing you set up and it's throughout the whole program and then you end up coming back around to it cool that's nice yeah the
0: continuity is really is really helpful
1: yeah dominoes um what dominoes. it's
0: essentially we use and it's not the dominoes with uh it's not dominoes proper got it's it, just the domino it, shape it. and they're all different colors and everything okay, okay. um just a whole bucket of them mm-hmm. and it's my go-to activity for groups smaller than eight okay um eight's like probably my max that i would do this activity on okay. but basically a table or really anywhere that you want to do it. Usually I do two tables and then put some sort of object in between. Okay. Um, like a block of wood or something. And you essentially tell them, All right, crew, these dominoes, your objective here is to say it's a corporate group. Okay. Um,
1: and it's a small so we're small we're yes, a small group, small yeah. yeah, group.
0: yeah. Um, you're going to take these dominoes and you are going to design something that represents your company and your group within that company okay um and keeping in mind that you can make it whatever you want to you can it doesn't even have to be a design but that adds a significant aspect to it and then you tell them you your requirements are you need to use both tables okay and you are going to start at one end and you need to hit that domino right so you're setting them up as dominoes and you push that one over and that trail should lead all the way over, continuously, and end on the other table. Okay, okay. Um, and within that, they have to design something, so it can't just be a straight line, okay, right? Okay. Um, and it needs to be something significant to their group. It has to be a s-
1: symbol of. A
0: symbol of, symbol yes. Of, okay. So some people yeah. try to do, like Apple would try to do their logo, Okay. right? Okay. Or um, I've seen people spell words out okay. of groups and whatnot. Okay. Um, and that one, you know, that can take up to two hours. Uh, usually I give them, you know, a timeline of y'all have an hour and a half to complete this okay. with the intent that they're definitely going to go over a bit. Okay, um, And that's just a wonderful way to, especially, you know, one of the scariest things ever for me is you have a group of four for six hours. Yeah. And you go, yeah. oh no. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. tough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's very much a cerebral activity, but you you also, you get to um it's very tactile as well you get to be doing something okay um and it's definitely one of the most stressful activities for me to watch because you know as a facilitator i have to step back and if they accidentally bump the table we we got to debrief that right right um so yeah it's definitely a growing point there
1: all right so clarification question so there's yeah so if you have a group of eight Mm -hmm. there's four people at one table and four people at another table. Well,
0: that's up to them to it's decide. Up to or them. You, okay. as the facilitator, you can decide that that might be a good idea okay. if you want to split the group like that. Okay. But essentially, um, it's one of the easiest to set up. Okay. If you'd like it to be, um, again, you can tweak really any activity. Um, to better serve sure you know your uh, client okay but essentially I'll just tell them all right crew you got 30 minutes to plan however you want to if you want to split up into groups if you know however you want to do that go ahead and take that time do that and then as they begin if you know for whatever reason they would need to separate and two but also keep in mind that you don't even need two tables yeah you can just do it on one it's just an added challenge that okay now they have to figure out how to get this domino line up on this piece of wood and then back down the other side Um, it's up to you how tricky that you make it
1: so you are so another clarification there's at if you use two tables Mm -hmm. there's a piece of wood connecting one table to another yep Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So you give them that many resources, but they, they're not required to use all that. Yeah. But they're required to design something that represents mm-hmm. their group in some way. Mm-hmm. And then they're, with the ultimate conclusion of what? What is the ultimate end result?
0: Um, The end result or kind of the end, the finale of the that activity. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is, you know, they get to push one of the dominoes and they get the very, very... Um, very very happy satisfaction of watching you know what they did their design you know come into flourish. yeah yeah so they're yeah. knocking them over yes and, yep. they, and
1: their objective is try to knock them all over in one in one touch if they yep. get it exactly okay. so they're yeah, yeah. part of their design is thinking how that works through.
0: mm-hmm Cool. Yeah. Nice. And of course, there's times, you know, when somebody will knock over the and bump the table and Just... like part of them will fall. Right. And then as you go, you debrief. OK, how can we mitigate that risk? Yeah. How can you know if we accidentally bump into this, how do we mitigate it from ruining everything? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, kind of a secret tip that you can give them if they don't get there is maybe do 10 dominoes and then leave one out to yeah. the side so that if you accidentally knock over that 10, it doesn't take out the entire design. Right. right? Yeah. Cool. Um, cool. And there's so, so many... That's a great way of talking
1: about mitigating risk, about mm-hmm. seeing, can you predict, you know, yeah. predict the risks or what are what are the possible risks mm-hmm. and how can you mitigate? So that's even a good one for trainers, for challenge oh, yeah, course trainers, really? like when we're looking at risk assessment. You know, if you're doing this, let's consider risk around this activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Uh, so let's, let's, let's jump into another question. So tell us how you program, how you program for T-building experiences. So how do you plan? What is your... What is your method of planning? Can you share that with us?
0: Yeah, absolutely. so um, it's definitely not my design by okay. any means I was lucky enough you know to come into a organization who already had this style that i very much love and appreciate Um, whether or not i'm working alone or with co-facilitators we're given an hour at the beginning of any day we show up an hour before the group does and we get to sit down we get to read their intake form if they gave us one figure out their goals uh, what they're looking to get out of the day and then from there we get to sit down as facilitators and talk okay what are activities that we know uh, what debriefs do we want? What sort of sequencing do we need? How long do we have with them? Um, and do all of those logistics, right? Okay. And then from start to finish, however much time, I always write down the activities and which facilitator's doing them and what we need for that. Go out and set it up and then um, I always have at least three or four activities on the side. Cause you know that intake form that you get Uh, or any knowledge that you have of that group is awesome and wonderful but if you have one day planned and they all show up and you're planning to you know maybe run across the field a bunch and they're all in slacks and business shoes yeah you you might should not be running across the field a whole bunch right Right, so just having a backup activity and knowing and reading the group once they're there and actually finding out their goals because sometimes even you know school groups and whatnot. The teacher will fill out you know the questionnaire, and right. that teacher might not even have come that day, right? Uh, so really, reading the group and getting as much knowledge as you can from them to give them the most fulfilling day that you can.
1: Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So you can only get so much information prior, but then you mm-hmm. got to have some backups. Yes, cool.
0: absolutely.
1: So you, so essentially, you're programming an hour before the group mm-hmm. comes together as a group.
0: Yes. Oh cool. Yeah and if you know that you're scheduled to work with this group uh, we definitely have resources where especially if it's a big long program we can go in you know the day before and discuss logistics if we need to. Yeah. yeah. um, Knowing that you know it's going to be a big hard long program to figure out. So we always we're very open with one another and take that time and you know maybe just text my co-facilitator hey can we go get coffee the day before and discuss this a little bit further
1: got it got it. Mm -hmm. okay but i like that i i haven't heard that yet of people kind of saving that before but i I, i'm guessing everybody's doing some pre-thought because they know they know what kind of group they know kind of a little bit but then they save their thinking to come into the group and say okay here's what I can do here's what I have in mind what do you think so you kind of going to design it together.
0: Yes, absolutely. Cool. Nice, and nice. I'm lucky enough that I work with these facilitators often, right? So yeah, we all there you know go. each other's sure, uh, strengths sure. and weaknesses. I sure. think that it's really important to know who you're working with. Right, right. Um, it very much helps the synergy of the group. Yeah,
1: very cool. And I like and I think this is the same place you're talking about working when you started
0: where mm-hmm. you
1: got to shadow and then they ask you Hey, if you're comfortable, tell me when you want to lead something like this. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing that programming, you can then jump in and say, okay, I'm comfortable with this one. I know this one. I'll let me try it.
0: Yes, So absolutely. there's
1: kind of that onboarding seems to be a little bit more of a relaxed, less stressful, mm-hmm. do it when you're ready kind of process. Yep. And That's I think cool. that that, nice. I think
0: it sets it up really well. Um, in that when you do end up leading that activity, you, you know, like you know you got it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always I always tell new facilitators, hey, you know, when you uh, when you're first leading an activity, I, I it can be stressful, right? It's scary. Um, at any point that you feel a little bit nervous or you just completely lost your train of thought, look to you know myself or a different facilitator and be like, "And Dixie, do you have anything to add?" And then <laughs> mm-hmm. that's kind of like my secret cue of, sure, sure. "Oh yeah, dude, totally." Um, there's a couple more rules here, or you know, if we're in the debrief process. Um, you know thank your facilitator yeah that was great i do have something um and then just go into the next question yeah great. just as that's great definitely to support you know yeah. support them
1: and that that's the benefit of being able to work with co-facilitators mm-hmm. a lot of us unfortunately are on our own oh, and absolutely. we don't have that backup so i i just love how to hear how that training process goes where we're not throwing them into the deep end yeah or you didn't you didn't you had a little bit more of a shallow and then go out deep mm-hmm. when you're ready you've sort of experienced yeah I definitely very feel cool. very
0: lucky awesome awesome bed.
1: all right Dixie thank you so much for sharing your time and, and knowledge with us um, we're learning and growing together so I really appreciate it
0: oh absolutely it's been a pleasure awesome
1: thank you for listening to this episode of the on team building podcast be sure to check out the show notes for this episode at on forward slash otb podcast that's on forward slash O-T-B podcast. You'll find links and resources mentioned in the show and contact information for today's guest. Interested in more team building resources? Would you like an email with free team building activities and ideas sent to you every two weeks? Then go visit fundoing.com, F-U-N-D-O-I-N-G.com and sign up for Fundoing Fridays. While you're there, check out the Fun Doing blog with over four years of team building activity posts and visit the store for downloadable activity books and team building kits. And be sure to check out the On Team Building blog and get involved in the conversations about a variety of team building topics. Until next time, continue to do the good work, help others learn and grow, and keep us posted.